Hello, readers. Welcome back to another episode of the History of Crows podcast. In this episode, I'm going to recommend another Dark Academia book. If you like Dark Academia, you can check out other episodes I have on this podcast, either recommending books or talking about the characteristics of the Dark Academia genre. I'm actually currently writing my master thesis on Dark Academia, so yeah. It's something that I'm very, very passionate about. So today's book is called The Two Doctors Gorski by Isaac Fellman. Uh, this, this is actually a novella with 144 pages, so very short, can read in one sitting. And the protagonist is called Anai. It's a very unusual name, actually. Kind of hard to pronounce. Anai, I hope I'm saying this right. And... So basically, she's a student, she's a doctorate student, and after having, you know, a sort of fallout with her previous academic advisor, she changes to another school, she moves to the UK, and she's going to be also having a new advisor. Um, Her previous advisor was a person whom she, in fact, had been romantically involved and then she moves to the UK and she's going to be advised, you guessed, by the Dr. Gorski. Um, in the world of this book, uh, there, magic exists and magic is actually studied like academically. So it's taken very seriously. There are various branches of magic and what Anai studies is actually um related to like fear and so how can you remove fear if you can remove she wants to find a way to remove fear from i mean people but obviously she's practicing like with animals and also that leads to like she wants to remove um mental mental illnesses so it's also very everything very different and Dr. Dr. Gorski also studies magic. Dr. Gorski was actually a prodigy when he was in his prime. Um, When he was like 20, 30 years old. He's currently 70 right now. And also when he was 30, he created a doppelganger of himself. He created a copy of himself. And that is something that's possible also in this world. Something very, very different. Um... So yeah, you create this copy of yourself and this copies can be alive and have a life or whatever. And basically what's going to be nurturing this copy is something that you put in them. So for example, you can put your hate, your anger, your sadness. And what Dr. Gorski puts in his copy is his love, his kindness, his empathy, because those are the things that he believes are not useful to him and are actually uh, getting in the way of his academic achievements. And so in taking all of those things into the copy, he no longer feels those things. And that ends up turning him into a cruel and heartless person and also turns his copy into like a perfect version of himself. He cur- he also always refers to the copy as like the perfect me because the copy seems to live a be- lead a better life than he does and this book is a type it's it's very nice because it packs such an emotional 
I mean, not just emotional punch, but like several punches. And in such short time, you know, I love books that can manage to convey so much meaning while saying little. Like, you don't need to write a 500-page book to say a lot. You know, this book provokes so many thoughts and it makes you as a reader be so engaged with the story and having those reflections and for example this kind this stuff of, of the copy of the doppelganger it you, you just makes you think a lot and also like putting that into perspective into the academic world you know he got rid of things he thought was like um you know getting in the way and just being a burden to him but like you know, he just became very cruel and detached and that is going to reflect into the person that he is uh, at 70 now that he is being the advisor of an eye, which like he treats her so badly. And um, this is also something that I found really well done in this book, which is uh, you get this like detachment of the cruelty like an indifference of the academy you know um like the institution just you know you're just one more person in this world and like dr gorski is pretty obsessed with himself with his research with his ego so much so that he like created a copy of himself and like he compares and competes with himself like in the past because he had his you know prime when he was younger but also with himself in terms with his copy and so all these discussions about ambition and competitiveness inside academia are you know multiplied by a thousand in this novel and also like um you know when this faculty members like consider students just as as an, an extension of themselves, basically, because Dr. Gorski does that a lot with an eye. And like, for example, there's numerous occasions, like she wants to just be advised, you know, have a meeting with him to discuss her research and stuff. And he's like, I don't have time to do that. You know, go and do it on your own and then come up with something and show me. But like she's stuck, you know, she needs help. That's literally the point of having an advisor. And she likes, okay, maybe if you don't have the time, which is, let's say, just a very poor excuse. But okay, if you don't have the time, then please, can you direct me to someone else who could maybe advise me better for the time? And like he answers her just saying like, oh, if you don't have... The ability to do this on your own then perhaps you shouldn't even be doing this and it's like it's completely enraging um the very first meeting of an eye and him is just so powerful because she's the only woman in the room so we have that and the way that she's treated, like, the way that he treats her, it's awful. Like, he's an awful person, but he embodies so much of what what academia is, of what this harshness and cruelty and dismissal of academia is. Uh, he pronounces her name wrong. He's like, how old are you? Because, like, 
he said like you look like 14 and like all of those minor aggressions um so much so like because she's a woman but this is so well crafted it's so powerful and this is really it really shows like what the dark and dark academia is about and i really think is one of the best dark academias out there and i was really surprised because i wanted to read this book um because of the title and it kind of make me think about like dr jekyll dr jekyll and mr hyde and maybe a little bit about even like frankenstein in a way you know creating this thing out of nothing and but i ended up being so much more surprised with what i got and even like this discomfort and somehow like a paranoia that permeates the thoughts of an eye because she's like constantly doubting herself and you know she has reason to do that because even if she was um just doubting herself you know because of a natural like imposter syndrome or whatever everyone gets insecure with their research but she has reason because her advisor it's awful to her he doesn't help her at all and so it's just such a good book like i really really wish more people would read it and especially people who are interested in picking up dark academia reads that are you know different and outside of the mainstream and that's what i'm here for to recommend it to more people and it really is a very powerful story and i was I mean, i'm kind of obsessed with it actually but yeah i hope this episode made you want to pick this up and if you do i hope you like it anyway if you've listened this far thank you so much i'll see you next time bye bye Thank you.